I took the lead. Somebody's heart. You're tuned into CFUV 101.9 FM. We broadcast from the traditional territories of the Songhees, Esquimalt, and Wasanich people. You can listen to your favorite show anytime at cfuv.ca. Community Food Support has launched a community fridge located at 2725 Rock Bay Ave. What's a community fridge? It's a space for anyone to leave food and for any community members to take what they need. The guidelines to the fridge are simple. Take what you need, leave what you can, keep the fridge clean, and if you wouldn't eat it, don't leave it. To participate, head down to 2725 Rock Bay Ave. Find out more at Community Fridge Victoria on Instagram or email fridges at communityfoodsupport.com to get in touch. You're listening to CFUV 101.9 FM, broadcasting from the unceded territories of the Lekwungen, Esquimalt, and Wasanic peoples in Victoria, BC. Welcome to Creative Productions, CFUV's monthly broadcast showcasing all things sound art. CFUV 1.9, Victoria's campus. Sound art. From soundscapes to skits, field recordings to dramatic readings. Join us for an hour of content that's unlike anything else being aired, and expand your understanding of what radio can be. Hi there, welcome back to Creative Productions. I'm Tegan, and I'll be your host for this hour of creative content. Um, We've got a variety of pieces coming up for you, so I'm going to start the show with the second in a series by CFUV volunteer Sarah Enns, and the series is titled Many Breaths, Many Steps, which document um, breaths and steps recorded on the first day of a month. So if you'd like to listen to our first piece, you can head over to our website, cfuv.ca, to hear it and all of the previous creative productions in podcast form. I also made the discovery when I was just double checking to make sure that info was correct that our podcast is on Amazon. (laughs) I kind of got a shock when it came up in the search bar as like CFUV on Amazon. I was like, did we sell out? But anyway, um, this is all just to say that if you, you know, can only listen to part of this broadcast or you want to go back and listen to previous ones um, or want to follow a series like Sarah's series, uh, you can just head to our website and go check that out. There's a really rhythmic, fascinating quality to this piece. You can hear the different sounds start to layer and build on one another. Um, Anyway, so without further ado, here is Second Breaths, Second Steps by Sarah Enns.
is Second Breath, Second Steps by Sarah Enns. You're listening to Creative Productions, an hour of sound art, here on CFUV 101.9 FM. So before I play our next pieces of sound art, um, there's something that's really been coming to mind uh, recently as I put together this broadcast and as I just sort of reflect on the nature of sound art and art in general, and that is the topic of discomfort. Um, So... I've been really thinking about how important discomfort is to feel and how how much we struggle with that. How much I'll I'll try and keep it personal. How much I struggle with that. Um so just to center it on this show for a moment. This show is not like many of the typical shows you'd hear on a radio station. Um you won't be hearing many things that really qualify as music. Um and you also won't hopefully hear too much in the way of spoken word, unless I ramble for a really long time. Um, but I think that you might be listening to a piece and just feeling a sense of uncertainty or even a sense of discomfort because it's so unfamiliar um, or so different than what your ear is trained to expect. Um, and this is something that I have personally, I wouldn't say struggled with because I've I've enjoyed it, but... I have found to sometimes be the case as well, and I think there's a real value in learning to just kind of both recognize what you're feeling and then be able to sit with that and even kind of embrace it to not get not to get too cheesy about it. Um, and this doesn't just apply to sound art; this can apply in all different dimensions of your life. And I think it's important to kind of realize that in some cases discomfort can be bad, but a lot of times discomfort isn't bad and it isn't telling you to, you know, stop listening or to turn away. It's just letting you know kind of your first gut instinct to something. Um, And sometimes the work that needs to be done is to move past that gut instinct and to kind of stay with it, keep thinking about something, um, and to not just dismiss something out of hand because it makes you uncomfortable or because it makes you you know, puts you on edge or something like that. So it's something that I've been trying to work on and something that I've been trying to remember. And I think that listening to pieces like these that are, um, they're very non-traditional for the most part, unless you're, you know, deep in some sort of creative community, you probably aren't getting exposed to a lot of pieces like these. Um, And just trying to sort of see, see what your emotions are when you're listening to them could be anything from maybe you're feeling like, um, I don't know, just maybe a bit bored. It's not like a two-minute in-and-out pop song or something. Or maybe you're, um, it's too, too intense for you and you're wanting to like turn down the radio or take a break. Anyway, this is all just to say that I think that discomfort is kind of a key part of enjoying art um, and, and learning and growing with it. So that's something that I'm just, I might come back to it later on in the show as well. But it's just something that I've been thinking about recently. So um, the next couple pieces that I'm going to be playing are part of a project done by one of UVic's anthropology classes, um, the Anthropology of Sound. It's Ant 303, if you're wondering. Uh, And if you listened to our last broadcast, you'll probably also remember some of these. So these are some shorter uh, soundscapes that were done, um, created this fall by students, and it was part of their final project in the course. So I already shared uh, quite a number of them on the last broadcast, and now I'm going to share with you a couple more. 
Um, the first three that I'm going to play for you, I really like all of their titles. Uh, the first one we've got is going to be, it's called Garfield in Winfield Windshield. And that's by, uh, the SoundCloud name is Isabella Samu. Uh, and then after that, I'll play Inside the Taylor Shop in the Old Town by Stephanie Ward. And then finally, I'll play one more, and that's called You Are Here, People Watching from an Old Town Bench. So three very different, um, they evoke very different scenes, very different things, but I think you're going to enjoy them all. Kick Odie off the table, done. I'd like you to pay for these, wouldn't you? Might be nice. I'll be here. I win. Hey, wait a minute, you cheated. I did not. Thank you. 
listening to Creative Productions on CFUV 101.9 FM, and you just heard three soundscapes by UVIC's Anthropology of Sound class. Um, if you want to take a listen to all of the soundscapes from that course, they can you can listen here, but you can also find them on SoundCloud under Anthropology of Sound UVIC 2021. So I'm going to play three more um, soundscapes created by the same class, and the first one that I'm going to play definitely has some creepy vibes. I'm, I'm kind of into it, though. It's very evocative. And it's titled just Uh-Oh. Um, and it's by, with the SoundCloud username, Other Things. And then you're going to hear Listen Between the Printed Lines by Emma Forgy. And then uh, finally, you're going to hear Winter Trap Checking by Peter M. So um, stay tuned, and I hope you enjoy.
you're hearing. You can text CFUV anytime and let us know what you think of our playlists, podcasts, and hot takes. We love to hear from our listeners. Call or text at 250-8721-8700. That's 250-721-8700 to reach CFUV 101.9 FM. Welcome back to Creative Productions here on CFUV 101.9 FM. Um, we're about halfway through our broadcast today. And I just want to thank everybody so much for tuning in and listening, um, just trying out something new with these shorter pieces by the Anthropology of Sound, um, Sound Class, and also some longer form pieces as well. So you just heard three short soundscapes by um, Ant303. Um, and like I said earlier, if you're interested in listening to all of the soundscapes that were created by that class, they can be found on SoundCloud under Anthropology of Sound UVic 2021. So we're going to take a break from listening to those shorter soundscapes for a little while. Uh, we might return to a few more at near the end of the broadcast. Uh, but let's just switch gears for a minute. And I'm going to return to what I was talking about earlier with discomfort and how it can be a useful and even a good thing to feel, especially when engaging with art. So something that um, any art really can be useful for is allowing you to process or deal with or think about really huge topics, whether that's um, you know things that are personal to you or whether they're global topics as well. Um, I'm sure I don't have to, unless I'm playing this for someone very far in the future, I don't have to remind anyone about what's been happening the last, oh gosh, <laughs> two years now. Um, and COVID is just one big and scary thing that we've all been having to deal with and hopefully we've all been able to sort of process and work through maybe with the assistance of some art to help us along. Something else that kind of fits into the same... Uh, general global issue that's just huge and can be quite overpowering uh, is that of climate change. So don't worry, this isn't going to become a climate science podcast or anything all of a sudden, although that might be fun too. But um, I do think it is very interesting to see what kind of art can be made out of um, trying to work through and process feelings that surround climate change and other environmental issues. Um, it's something that, to me, feels like it's become much more of a talking point in the last few years, and um, I think we're only just now sort of starting to realize how much emotion and grief climate change carries with us, uh, how much anger, <laughs> there's just a lot of emotion surrounding it, um, when even maybe 10 or so years ago, it was kind of like, you know, you're a bit of a hippie for caring about this sort of thing now, it's like we're all recognizing just how big this is. So that's a bit of a tangent, but it makes sense because I'm gonna I'm leading into our next two pieces, which both um, both theme around climate change, which is very fun. So the first piece that follows this theme was created by Glenn Swornetapathy, and Glenn is also the host of Pop Filter, which plays Friday afternoons here on CFUV from uh, 12 to 1 p.m. And if you're looking for new music, go check out Pop Filter. This piece was based around a speech um, originally done by the Prime Minister of Barbados at the opening of the COP26 World Leaders Summit 
that happened fairly recently uh, in Glasgow. Your Royal Highness, Excellencies, distinguished guests, ladies and gentlemen. The pandemic has taught us that national solutions to global problems do not work. We come to Glasgow with global ambition to save our people and to save our planet. But we now find three gaps. On mitigation, climate pledges or NDCs. Without more, we will leave the world on a pathway to 2.7 degrees, and with more, we are still likely to get to two degrees. These commitments made by some are based on technologies yet to be developed, and this is at best reckless and at worst dangerous. On finance, we are $20 billion short of the 100 billion, and this commitment, even then, might only be met in 2023. On adaptation, adaptation finance remains only at 25%, not the 50-50 split that was promised nor needed given the warming that is already taking place on this earth. Climate finance to frontline small island developing states declined by 25% in 2019. Failure to provide the critical finance and that of loss and damage is measured, my friends, in lives and livelihoods in our communities. This is immoral and it is unjust. If Glasgow is to deliver on the promises of Paris, it must close these three gaps. So I ask to you, what must we say to our people living on the front line in the Caribbean, in Africa, in Latin America, in the Pacific, when both ambition and regrettably some of the needed faces at Glasgow are not present. What excuse should we give for the failure? In the words of that Caribbean icon, Eddie Grant, will they mourn us on the front line? When will we, as world leaders across the world, address the pressing issues that are truly causing our people angst and worry, whether it is climate or whether it is vaccines. Simply put, when will leaders lead? Our people are watching and our people are taking note. And are we really going to leave Scotland without the resolve and the ambition that is sorely needed to save lives and to save our planet? How many more voices and how many more pictures of people must we see on these screens without being able to move? Or are we so blinded and hardened that we can no longer appreciate the cries of humanity? I have been saying to Barbadians for many years that many hands make light work. Today, we need the correct mix of voices, ambition, and action. Do some leaders in this world believe that they can survive and thrive on their own? Have they not learned from the pandemic? Can there be peace and prosperity if one third of the world literally prospers and the other two thirds of the world live under siege and face calamitous threats to our well-being? What the world needs now, my friends, 
is that which is within the ambit of less than 200 persons who are willing and prepared to lead. Leaders must not fail those who elect them to lead. And I say to you, there is a sword that can cut down this Gordian knot, and it has been wielded before. The central banks of the wealthiest countries engaged in $25 trillion of quantitative easing in the last 13 years. $25 trillion. Of that, $9 trillion was in the last 18 months to fight the pandemic. Had we used that $25 trillion to purchase bonds, to finance the energy transition, or the transition of how we eat, or how we move ourselves in transport, we would now today be reaching that 1.5 degrees limit that is so vital to us. I say to you today in Glasgow that an annual increase in the SDRs of $500 billion a year for 20 years put in a trust to finance the transition is the real gap, Secretary General, that we need to close not the 50 billion being proposed for adaptation. And if 500 billion sounds big to you, guess what? It is just 2% of the 25 trillion. This is the sword we need to wield. Our excitement one hour into this event is far less than it was six months ago leading up to this event. Can we, with those voices, and these speeches from Sir David and others find it within ourselves to get the resolve to bring Glasgow back on track? Or do we leave today believing that it was a failure before it starts? Our world, my friends, stands at a fork in the road. One no less significant than when the United Nations was formed in 1945. But then, the majority of our countries here did not exist. We exist now. The difference is we want to exist 100 years from now. And if our existence is to mean anything, then we must act in the interest of all of our people who are depending on us. And if we don't, we will allow the path of greed and selfishness to sow the seeds of our common destruction. The leaders of today not 2030, not 2050, must make this choice. It is in our hands. And our people and our planet need it more than ever. We can work with who is ready to go because the train is ready to leave. And those who are not yet ready, we need to continue to ring circle and to remind them that their people, not our people, but their citizens need them to get on board as soon as possible. Code red, code red to the G7 countries. Code red, code red to the G20. Earth to cop, that's what it said. Earth to cop. For those who have eyes to see, for those who have ears to listen, and for those who have a heart to feel, 1.5 is what we need to survive. Two degrees, yes, SG, is a death sentence for the people of Antigua and Barbuda, for the people of the Maldives, for the people of Dominica and Fiji, for the people of Kenya and Mozambique, and yes, for the people 
of Samoa and Barbados. We do not want that dreaded death sentence. And we've come here today to say, try harder, try harder. Because our people, the climate army, the world, the planet, needs our actions now, not next year, not in the next decade. Chris, I'm the host of All Systems Go. Join me Thursday mornings from 7 to 9 a.m. for one hour of Sonic Tonic, music that is diverse and occasionally unpredictable, but mostly fun. All Systems Go. You can listen right here by tuning in to 101.9 FM, or you can catch us online wherever you are at cfuv.ca. This is CFUV 101.9 FM, and you're listening to Creative Productions. Um, and you just heard a piece by Glenn of Pop Filter, based around a speech done by the Prime Minister of Barbados, um, talking about climate change. And I'll just say that this piece gives me chills, the speech itself gives me chills, and I think it's a really great example of how we can use um, sound art and audio editing specifically to just continue to elevate and, and take something that's already so powerful and... Um, just give it new dimensions and, and new life. Um, it's really quite moving to me, um, and I hope you enjoyed it as well. So this next piece that is also kind of to do with the theme of climate change is actually done by me, um, and it was created uh, for a specific UVic class, not for Anthropology of Sound, but for an Environmental Studies class. It's Environmental Studies 382, um, and I really highly recommend this class. I had the really good fortune of taking it uh, last last fall, fall 2021, during reading week. And it's called um, Ecology and Hope in the Salish Sea. And it was just a really... I talked to a lot of students from that course, and we all felt like it was so needed at that time. Um, it was really useful for just processing a lot of our feelings like I've been talking about processing how we feel about climate change um, and and sort of what that looks like, whether it's, the, you know, the grief, the anger, um, and how you've managed to stay hopeful in times like these when things can be quite tough. So anyway, what does this have to do with sound art? Um, one of the projects that we had to do for the course was a remaking assignment, so we had to take something... Um, whether that was something physical or something more um, metaphorical, and then remake it. Uh, so there's an option to, say, take a certain piece of art that you already had, that you'd already created, and then turn it into something new. And what I decided to do was, during um, a lot of the, the heat wave of summer 2021, I had written some poetry about that, and... Um, also during the wildfires and the smoke, and anyway, I won't get into it too much. So I took that and I turned it into a bit more of a sensory kind of sound art experience. Um, I will say that I am quite nervous sharing what is essentially my poetry and my voice and my art um, on this broadcast, but like I've been saying for the whole the whole hour, this discomfort can be good, um, and I'm really trying to lean into that and just 
you know, um, embrace trying to embrace that discomfort. I used to love the summer, hate the fall. The dead leaf scent telling me all things must end, and the gathering darkness at the closing of our days. I used to love the summer, hate the fall, until the dread and the anger and the smoke and the red sun made me wish for the darkness and the rain. Another last chance for things to rot and to start it all over again, 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 again,